Hello and welcome to Sports Desk. Sports Desk. Fuck you. We watched Goon 2 this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Couldn't have got any better. <laughs> oh, 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 hello. Welcome back. Oh, boy. As always, uh, I'm Zach. I'm joined by Morgan and Alex and a very special guest again. Hello, Debbie. Hello. <laughs> is this our first, I was like, is this our first sequel? Is this our first, like, sequel it is no we watched that christmas movie from danny but that wasn't yeah, but a they sequel. weren't related they were pretty much the same bullshit <laughs> it's not the same universe this is the same universe it's not the same universe christmas all movies those... exist in the same movie same they universe. all exist on the exact same week <laughs> they all happen in 2016 the week leading up to christmas that's it that's all it is i mean so you're you're positing a world in which all Christmas movies are in the same universe? No, <laughs> so not all like... Christmas movies. I am. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> and Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, Die Hard's in that universe. There's like so... twenty different Santas. So... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's magic. It's all the same Santa. A, lo- a lot of North Poles. A lot of different North Poles. You know what the you know what the North Pole has uh, that this movie had a lot of this week? Ice. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. That was a very nice segue. segue there. That was a great transition. <laughs> yeah, that, that segue was so smooth, I'd call it a Zamboni. But, so. um, if you cast your mind back, last time Demi uh, graciously joined us, we watched Goon, um, mm-hmm. the story of uh, Doug the Thug. And uh, this episode, we are back with, uh, I keep calling it Goon 2, but it's not, It's just called Goon, Last of the Enforcers, which is the sequel to the original uh, movie. I, did I get any of that wrong, Demi? I think I got that right. That's correct, yeah. Yeah, cool. Excellent. Uh, for those who don't remember, it's an ice hockey-based movie uh, about mm-hmm. enforcers and stuff. Uh, I, I, I... <laughs> I like that as a as, as a genre. Yeah. Ice hockey-based. You know, like like those action-based yeah. and superhero-based. This is ice hockey-based. I, guess, I think there's the enough movie. ice hockey movies that they could have its own genre. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Surely. <laughs> Um, so, uh, you know what, just because this is our first sequel, I want to, and I want to give Alex a bit of a challenge. Alex, if you could give like a very brief backstory of Goon 1 and then move into how Goon, a quicker summary of Goon 2, just testing you out straight off the gun. Well, it's all one story. It feels like it follows directly one after the other. Anyway, um, this guy whose parents don't particularly like him, uh, only his brother supports him. He's really stupid, but he's aware that he's stupid. Uh, goes to play ice hockey as the team's enforcer to uh, sort of defend that team's best player. And there's a bit of rivalry brewing between him and another enforcer. And uh, that sort of builds this one big fight at the end. Um, and they sort of... Oh, I'm getting I'm getting approving a, a looks <laughs> from... Uh, <laughs> from the rest of us here. Uh, and... Um, this, this film, so that's the first film, this film picks up with the same enforcer, same side, a different era. His old nemesis is uh, retired. He has to now juggle um, being a prospective father with his hockey career. Can he balance both? Can he have it all? Uh, which team needs him the most, his, uh, his partner or his uh, hockey teammates? And uh, it's how he grapples with that, Morgan. And that's how this film... Uh, it doesn't sound very funny, but there is humour in there. <laughs> I don't remember the first one being as funny as this one. I was juggling a lot of some of the lines in this. I think that's pretty accurate. Is there any, any fact-checking you'd like to do there, Demi, or does that sound pretty good to you? Uh, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> oh, he becomes captain. The thug becomes captain. 
the enforcer. Yeah, the captain is the soul. Yeah, everyone likes Dougie. <laughs> so yeah, this movie, um, I yeah, I quite enjoyed it. You know, like <laughs> I didn't remember. Like I remember enjoying the first one, but I was like. Man, was that a was that a fun movie to watch together? Will this be a little bit less? But no, I quite enjoyed it on my own, and uh, it was quite nice. It would have been better, of course, to watch it together. But watching it on course. my own, I had quite a lovely time this morning. Um, do love hockey. Uh, we don't want to get into spoilers too quickly, so we'll just uh, do our usual. But first, Demi. Um, so you've obviously told us why you chose Goon One, um, in the original. But now I'd like you to elaborate, maybe maybe why you want us to, to continue on this journey, this Goon adventure, if you will. Goon venture. Right. <laughs> I stop at one goon, Morgan. I don't know. My teenage years taught me that yeah. two goons is plenty. <laughs> two goons is good. I don't know. I think it's just most mostly important to, you know, continue movie franchises from the start to the end. So you're, not a, you're not a one and done kind of person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I watched started- Iron Man and then I stopped. Yeah. I can never just watch one Fast and Furious. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Has to be all fifteen of them or nothing. Look, you've started. You've got to commit. That's that's how this works. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Mm. I also think it does a good job of continuing the story quite well, and mm. it spans Doug's life better than some other probably sequels do to their original movies. I think it ties in really well. So I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think it it tells one, like, whole cohesive story. Like, they could have mm. stopped at one, but they made it two, and it actually, like, it, it it's kind of, like, expands this, like, life, lifespan of, like, an enforcer. And, like, you have the first yeah. one where mm. it's, like, all this, like, it's more about the fights and, like, him beating, and then this this is the kind of the one where it's, like, what happens after that and how his life continues. I thought it was very important to show that full lifespan, and I think it did it very well. Mm. I think it's a better movie, honestly, which is hard to do for a sequel a lot of the time. I think it's a much better journey for Doug. I think a lot of the team, it, oh man, there's so much real thought and effort that goes into so many different people in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people get individual storylines uh, and there's like care put into individual st- storylines and some of them only get, you know, a couple of minutes because it's a big cast and a lot of it's focused on Doug, which is fair. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed, I, 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 I like put it on and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm paying attention to it, and I think the first sports desk segment comes up, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm, okay. So I'm the opening scene, the opening scene of the movie. Is it the yeah. opening scene? Oh, okay, no, maybe it wasn't the first, first sports desk. Maybe it was Maybe it was uh, when he joins the insurance company. That's very funny. I, I was laughing quite a lot at that. Mm, yeah, the sports desk is a great way to break it up, and I'm like, I love it just so much. It's a shame it's TJ Miller, though. I'm just like, that Really? You don't like TJ Miller? He has all those allegations against him. Like he's kind oh, of he's kind of a bit of a dirtbag, supposedly. So that that okay. kind of just casts a bit of a thing on it. Yeah, allegedly. But um, still, like if you take it, it just face it. It's a very funny idea. The idea of like this new show trying to change its demographic and doing it in like the weirdest way possible. Uh, I'll say my favorite quote: "Sports desk, we're all pink on the inside." Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, man. Okay, <laughs> I guess, though, it does speak to that theme of evolution, which this film seems to be wanting to talk about in, you know, you've got the different demographics on the bench. It's sort of like this microcosm of he's got to evolve, Doug's got to evolve to keep being relevant in the game. Well, yeah, I think that's like if this movie had a mission statement, it can be summed up by uh, Zach's favourite quote from Moneyball, which is uh, evolve or die. 
I think is the. Uh, uh, I believe the quote is adapt or die. Adapt Get or it die. right. And Get it this, right this, this movie's like, like <laughs> this movie's uh, subgenre is, is I think it's yeah adapt uh, evolve or become extinct. I think is their mm. take on this, but I think mm. that is like the thesis statement of this movie is like. Um, you, you don't just because you get old doesn't mean you have to stop. You just have to change mm. the way you play. I think that's a nice sentiment. I think it's. I think it's even broader than that. I don't know if it's entirely about hockey. It's just about change in general, about changing times, changing yourself and stuff, and changes. How like what <laughs> like for Doug? You know, he 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 feels like he has to choose between what he loves and and his like new responsibilities. But I I think he learns that like he can still be important to what he to his team, but he has to recognise that what's more important is his family. Yeah, I think change in general rather than change for the sport. But I don't know much about the sport, so I don't know if, if this is particularly relevant to hockey today. I'm sure that like a lot of other sports, it's trying to become less violent, so maybe it is. I don't know. I think we spoke last time about how they're cutting down or cutting back on fighting and they've changed a lot of rules and mm. even the role of the enforcer isn't as prevalent as it was yeah. um, 10 years ago. Hmm. But. Yeah, I think that's, I don't know if like how recent those changes maybe reflected like the last of the enforcers, like in the title, like I was like mm-hmm. assuming like, oh, maybe this is like right, like this is going to be like right before the time the rules change kicks in and like this was probably like one of the last great grudge matches or something. Like it implies that maybe, I'm not too sure. Yeah, so they touch on it in the commentary when this might be getting into spoilers territory already, but um, Anders Kane, who is an enforcer, but they make a point on commentary to say that he's got actual hockey skills as well. Mm. He's not just out there punching guys in the face. He can score goals. He can skate on the ice, which they made a point of Doug not being able to do (laughs) in the first movie, which is important to actual hockey these days is that you have to be able like more than a one dimensional player. Yeah. Hmm. I thought that's what it meant too. Yeah, because like they, they he goes to that bare knuckle <laughs> ice skating <laughs> championship, which is so funny to me. I was like, it's uh, just funny. And I recognise that, like, yeah, these days there's I, I assume that there's enough talent around that it's not enough to just be the guy that punches. You need to be able to do other stuff. Yeah. So hockey has a huge pull. We're gonna get me talking about hockey again. <laughs> I, <laughs> I loved this last time. <laughs> I want and you to talk a, about the Slovak guy that comes into the team with the candies. He's actually an actor in Letterkenny, which is really funny, and everyone should watch oh, Letterkenny. That's why he's okay. familiar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's um. Yeah. <laughs> but in hockey, there's such a wide pool of talent that they can pull from. Like, there's in Canada alone, the major junior scene has like four divisions with heaps of teams in it. Mm. So to get into the NHL. You have to be talented, even if you kind of get onto the team and people think you're an absolute scrub. You're better than a million other players. Yeah. Despite the fact that some dickhead on his couch only thinks you're good for punching other guys in the face. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. I'm, I'm sure that's the story of sport across yeah. the world these days as well. Like, it's just like a league of their own is the term, I believe. But yeah, it, it's 100% what it is. Just to get to that line you have to be outstanding but mm-hmm. then you've got those people that are just miles ahead of that line in and of itself yes. yeah anyway go on sorry nosh oh no uh that's all right uh speaking of being a dickhead on the couch um <laughs> that was me in this film because i was watching it with my family and there's one particular scene where anders kane makes what i remember to be the cardinal sin of locker room hockey mm-hmm. yes and Good i'm job. like oh, 
And they're like, what, what were you talking about? Like, he stood on the good. logo. You're not supposed to do that. That's not good. I was hoping you would remember that. That's really important. He doesn't respect he doesn't the respect. team at all. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. spoilers. I love that about Anders Kane because as we find out, he fucking hates the game, which is so great. I love that so much about him. I think he's a great, uh, like, antagonist character as well because you just – I don't know if I felt for him in particular, but I was looking at him going – yeah, you make a lot of sense, man. He's got <laughs> like issues. He's got pro- like the one. I think yeah. there's like a very first line that really subs it, and he's like, "the the um therapy worked this time," and you're like, yes. "All right, you've got problems. <laughs> you, this is gonna go great." He's <laughs> also playing in like a lower league than he would have because they've got they talk about the lockout at the beginning, mm. which just means that there's the the union is basically having issues with the league and they can't come to terms. On a million and one different things. So players shoot off around the world or they play in the minor leagues. Yeah. Mm. So he's playing against players who can't touch him yeah. in terms of talent. He's already jaded <laughs> with hockey. Yeah. And his dad's also clearly asshole. Complete piece of shit. Oh my god, amazing. Sunflower seeds are for winners is <laughs> Just insane to me. That was that was another point where I'm like, this guy's got issues. He's like, he's just chowing down on sunflowers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I um, instantly didn't uh, trust him as a character because of what he played in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The character he played in that. That's, yeah, I've seen him in a couple. Of Wyatt things. Russell so, like, me, and I was play... like, where have I seen him before? Yeah. <laughs> he can yeah, play unhinged him. very, very well. I'll give him he that. He can. <laughs> you certainly can. All right, so shall we deep dive? Shall we get into before we get into sport? Just some positives and negatives, some good takeaways. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would like to kick us off? Uh, we'll save Demi for last because it's her movie, so she has to listen to us, and then she can dazzle us with her positive and negative. <laughs> I will go first then. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, what positives? Um, as I said before, I really like how a lot of different characters they take time to give a lot of characters little lines, and not all of them are like actual character story stuff but um you've got is it levay i think it's levay the flam thank you the flam he gets like a whole whole story and a whole arc that is signaled from i'm pretty sure the first locker scene you see that he's like coveting that that captain's jersey um and that was I, i believe he had like all these problems in the first movie with like not being able to step up but he seems to be more mature now and i really really love the fact that like despite his wants he's happy for doug so their friendship's really, really important for the whole movie. And he he at no point ever tries to betray Doug or, like, be shitty to him. He recognises everything Doug's done for him. I really like that. Um, and then when he actually does finally step up, it's not it's anyone giving it to him. He's taking it. And that's really cool. I really like that. I think that's paid off really, really well um, because he recognises that, you know, regardless of whether or not he's been given the captaincy, he has to actually fulfil that role. And it's really cool. I like that, especially in a sports movie. I think that's a very good lesson and a very satisfying, satisfying payoff for a character's story. Yeah, I think that's like so. Like the first movie is good, but I think this one, like I like this one better because in the first one you are robbed of like, like he is like a different character in that movie, and I really like his relationship with Doug in this one. I really like who he's grown into, and now I'm gonna go back if I watch the first one. I've got to feel robbed. I'm like, man, I just <laughs> like it. Like he's he's so much better in the second one. He's got great dynamic with everyone, and it's very enjoyable to watch. But I think maybe it's more enjoyable because you have watched one and you can see yeah. the growth. It's it's part of the fact that this movie is a direct a direct sequel to mm. the first one. You have mm. to watch the first one to get the full benefit of 
Laflemme appreciating Doug for who he is. Yeah, and it is genuine benefit. I, I was genuinely very happy with okay. both of their stories, and I liked that like he wasn't given a ton of time, but it was still meaningful the time mm-hmm. he had. Alex, would you like to give your positive? Yeah, I was thinking it's rare that you see a sequel, particularly uh, in this genre, that pretty much everyone comes back. Like, yeah, there was there was very few. I couldn't I couldn't think of anyone that was like, where are they? What what are they doing? Like, the vast majority of the cast came back, which I liked. But I also particularly liked the ending and that last fight and where that leaves Doug. Mm. I feel like that moment, without getting into spoilers, sort of it it felt earned that emotional moment there um i really i really quite liked how it built built up to that moment um and i I didn't feel cheapened or lessened i felt like that was a really nice capstone to doug Mm. and uh his emotional arc throughout the two films Mm. Mm. my thing i like about and this kind of encompasses both movies but i think you can see it it extends again in this movie is i really like the way they treat their antagonists like in the first one you have ray and, like, you understand, like, they have these moments between them. And then, mm-hmm. like, when he has his moment again in this movie, it's great. And then even, um, yeah, Kane, um, White Russell's character, also, like, you understand, they're not just dickheads. They're not just assholes. Like, there is these, like, deeper layers to them. And you understand there's, like, I think they handle the antagonist very well in these movies. And it's, like, always, like, in the first one, it felt very, like, um, Ray, it's not personal. And then this one, it becomes, like, yeah, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's very mm-hmm. personal. Ray was an amazing antagonist because he was, like, he was, like, Obi-Wan and Darth Vader together because he was, yeah. like, several points <laughs> in the movie, he was, the like, he was there counselling Doug and just being, like, this is what you got to do. And he was such a lovely man, but he was, like, he was someone, to, he was an opposing force. It was great. Yeah, His, his role in the second I one him. I really enjoyed. Like, I loved the idea of bringing him back mm. and then he mentors him and then he also has his moment to, it, not to get exposed, but he has his moment as well. It's very good. It's, it's Rocky three. Yeah, it was very rocky, I thought. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> all right, Demi, your your big positive. I mainly like that the characters are all developed. There's no even amongst the smaller characters, no one's really one dimensional. You can see the reasons behind kind of everything that everyone's doing. From just the guys that get one line in the locker room to Doug and his wife, whose name I cannot remember for the life Ava. of me. Ava, Ava, there you go. Ava, yeah. Oh, whatever it is, yeah. Ava, Ava. She was cool. Everyone uh, has a character arc, yeah, and everyone, from the moment the movie starts, you know what their goals are. Mm. And I enjoy that. Mm. It's very clever like that. Zach, it's your turn to hit Demi where it hurts. Um, <laughs> no, no, I think this movie is, like, super, super well-crafted. But the, I, the, what's his name, Jay? Barishel. 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 I would probably have preferred if he just wasn't in the movie. I know that that's mm-hmm. like really, really unfair, but <laughs> his his additions to the movie, like having said that everyone gets their moat, he just seems like the exact same person. That's completely fine. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's fair. I was actually going to have my positive be that he wasn't in it very often. <laughs> yeah. Like it would have, I feel like it would have been better if like, cause I know he wrote it, didn't he? He, uh, he wrote it and directed it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's completely, like, it's really well written, I think, and directed really well. But I think it would have been better if he wasn't there. Or or if he was only there to get Jay to the hospital, maybe. Because, yeah, you're, I think his scenes, they're funny. But I think they're funny. considering how many parts people you've got, you could have given some more time to the other people. to, And they would handled really well. So I think they could have been given to other people. Yeah. 
that time at least. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, for me, I we've talked about some funny uh, moments. I just felt that the first one was probably funnier. This film sort of it felt to me anyway that it treated itself a bit more seriously. Like we have some serious things to say about the nature of athletes and uh, you know the journey that they go through as they taper off to the end of their career and. Uh, parenthood and the changes that that brings and it sort of tried to take itself a bit more seriously so I felt like the the jokes didn't land as well as the first one did um maybe that was a symptom of us all watching the first one together and me enjoying that experience with me watching it here uh with my family and explaining the intricacies of hockey uh, <laughs> it um ice hockey not hockey no not field hockey ice hockey <laughs> Um, call back to the last episode. But I felt like, yeah, it wasn't as funny for me. I don't know. It might have been the people I was with or the actual tone of the film. I'm not sure. But for me, it wasn't as funny. Mm-hmm. So this is like, we've talked about this as a positive, but I also found it moments as a bit of a negative. And it is like it, how it's so closely joined with number one. Like I've seen number one and yet there were moments where it kind of took me a moment to click. Like one of the first times is when the two Slavic guys are laying into the guy about his mum, And I was like, this is out of nowhere. And then it took me a moment to realize, no, Mm -hmm. this is a continuation joke from the first one. Mm. And then Mm. it clicked. I'm like, okay, but it just took, it was a bit out of nowhere at first because it was like so referential to the first one. And like, that's not something I really remembered instantaneously is like, they just lay into him about his mum. So I was like, is this, did I miss something earlier? And I'm like, no, this is from the first movie. So it's like, it's a bit too much, like relies maybe like a bit more groundwork on some of that, like, like, because, like, mm-hmm. I've seen the first movie and I still didn't remember. It's like, so people who have not seen the first movie, which is like, A, what are you doing? But B, like, they've got <laughs> no chance. But, yeah, like, I just, yeah, that's just, I think, mostly I think it's just some of the carryover jokes. Like, the storyline's fine. It's just some of the carryover jokes and stuff where it's like, oh, yeah, you'd have to remember mm-hmm. that that was in the first one for that to really hit better, mm-hmm. I found. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was just my main thing. Apart from that, pretty, pretty decent. Mine's also just Jay Baruchel. I don't, <laughs> I don't like him. I don't yeah, think he's yeah. funny. I don't think he's any of his uh, jokes in quotation marks <laughs> added yeah, anything yeah, yeah, to yeah, the movie yeah. at all. It was it's just gratuitous mm. vulgarity. Yeah, at his, points. his stuff is so, like. Yeah. Did it, did anyone watch the bloopers in the credits? Yeah. So like yeah. some of those bits and then like we're like, okay, and then like they were laughing. And then there's one bit where he's like, I love this movie, man. And it was after like a bit where I'm like, is what is like how did he write this movie to be so poignant? But then he's like loving all these dumb jokes that really are oh, kind of yeah. it's such a weird mm. juxtaposition. Like it was so wild just seeing that blooper. I'm like, this guy made this movie and he, <laughs> I hate his character and like some of his jokes that he's laughing at are just not great. It was just a weird <laughs> moment. It might have been the energy, like I, I imagine, because it seems like that was a very close set and close crew. Maybe and that everyone was, came was the energy. Back too. Yeah, exactly. So it Maybe like... it was the the energy of the crew, energy with the people and stuff. He takes hockey very seriously and he understands it, but he's also going to throw his humor in there. And it's like you clearly get hockey, but your humor yeah. is just not my vibe, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time to get down and dirty. What do people want to talk about? I've definitely got some scenes that I just want to uh, worthy mention I, and stuff. What yeah. was the doll? Was the doll from the first one? That... Uh, that's the, the Highlander. Um, okay. And guess he's their mascot. Okay, I just did. I remember that and I was like, is that something from the first one that I can't recall? When he says it's official now, I'm like, okay. I recognize it as a really sweet gesture and clearly Doug was into it. So I'm like, oh, good for them. I just don't remember if it was set up at some point. I completely missed it. But yeah, no, 
<laughs> that was that was my question. <laughs> it went, I saw a uh, lovely EB game sign mm-hmm. at one of the games. <laughs> That's fucking great. That's so good. So I found it quite funny. I just assumed <laughs> EB Games was exclusively Australian. So did it- I. Oh, EB Games is like an international. How are we? <laughs> That's nuts. How do they afford that when they're always having sales? <laughs> they're never not having a sale. They're going down. <laughs> I believe EB Games is GameStop. I think GameStop owns them. So that's that's where they're at. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So one of my favorite scenes, and I know what I just really enjoyed it, is when um it, the coach is giving a speech and then it zooms out and they're on the plane. And the flight attendant, like, I really liked that scene a lot. I thought it was very funny. And just, like, the idea of them just being like, Highlander. <laughs> and then, like, the, the kid yeah, just... The kid stays yeah. in school. Yeah. everyone on that plane is. That's so fun. That's, that's like, brilliant cringe humor to me. It's just, like, everyone is, is... Some of them are, like, visibly upset. Some of them are, like, ah, uh, this is a crime. <laughs> and the flight attendant's just, like, trying to do a job. Yeah. <laughs> Sit right. down, sit down. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it came uh, out of nowhere as well. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it just hit me. I was like, this is great. This is a great scene. I love it so much. Oh, my God. And the um, so big, I just remember, the blood in this movie is fantastic. There's so much mm, blood. Of blood. Oh, it's so well done. That final fight is like there's blood on the walls. The ice is like red. Yeah. Like It was like so much. And I'm like, this is like insane, but it, it works. Like. It makes the, the movie's point. like so kind of uh, like heartfelt and lighthearted at times, and then you just have those scenes, and they just like I never thought they were gratuitous to like bro, but fuck, they were good. I liked it. I liked it a lot because it just meant I I felt it meant so much more. It's like shit, these guys are getting destroyed, and they are destroying each other. Yeah, and I guess something like I hadn't noticed, but it's a good thing I didn't. It's like. I feel like they uh, all the makeup and prosthetics pretty decent because I I just kind of never like noticed it. It was just like it looked mm. accurate and it looked right. And I'm like, that's actually a good yeah. hallmark is that like I didn't notice anything being wrong or looking kind of cheap. It was like all the makeup and the prosthesis and the cuts and the blood looked great. And I just went with it and I, and I didn't pick up on anything. The which only like... thing I noticed was Kane on the ice at the end. His teeth. Oh, the bottom teeth? Yeah. That's, like, now that you mention it, that's the only thing. I that's, like, the first time in the entire movie, it's right at the end where I looked at it and I went, oh, they're fake. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to go back and watch now. (laughs) I do have to say, I felt felt a real connection with the main character, Doug, because I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but I've also suffered a serious sports injury to my right shoulder. (laughs) So it really resonated with me. Tell the listeners how you injured your shoulders, eh? No, no, no one wants to hear about how I fought those people off with my bare hands. <laughs> how you sport? slipped and fell as you were walking uh, on the ground. Viciously grass. attacked. Because <laughs> yeah, you're know. viciously attacked and my slipped and <laughs> fell. So. I do. Speaking <laughs> of his injury, I did like that ending because it was kind of like so he's like he's like he's been given the ultimatum like you can't fight and he's like but I've got to protect my team. And he's like, he knows if he throws this punch, it's kind of like, he's like the, it's the acknowledging of, I need to fight. But like to his wife, who's watching at home, she knows like, this is him like picking her as well at the same time. And I thought that was like a nice moment. He's like, yeah, it's like, I'm protecting my team, but also I am picking you. And this is probably going to be the last fight, obviously, because, you know, can't fight once you once your arm's been that damaged, I guess. I do like mm. that. Cause I think he treats his wife pretty shit for lots of this movie. I felt mm. really bad for her. Like, 
being a pregnant wife at home just and, and not having and he's just a, like, sneaking out he was eating a hot reliable dogs dude in the first movie he was mm-hmm. fairly reliable and then he just turns into someone who's just like trying to hide from her and it's so sad i feel really bad for her because she even says like i don't want to do this and i thought that you know we were together and you just not really and he doesn't get it which is upsetting i think but it's it makes a lot of, like it's not out of his character at all um so I, I i liked that decision at the end because yeah he's he, he's not a very good husband for so much of this movie and i'm glad that he's a his character arc was just going oh no you know these people need me more and i should be doing this yeah there was one thing that annoyed me and perhaps it's a small thing it was a bit of a throwaway line mm-hmm. right at the end uh when and now this is real spoilers now i think we've uh we've <laughs> gone right in there the team wins the High- highlanders win and they go to the playoffs yeah. and the commentator says that this is the second time in 10 years that they've gone to the playoffs so yeah. to me, they won in the first film, went off to the playoffs, then have been shit for nine years <laughs> and now won again. Like it just sort of took the wind out of my sails a little bit. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh they turned to shit after that film and now they're back. Uh, I don't know. It just, I don't know. It was, was a little it, was thing, but I just couldn't gap? let it go. Hmm? Is it a 10-year gap between the first I don't and think it's a 10-year gap. Oh, oh, I think okay. it's straight away. I think he's saying that, you know, they did it last year. They got to the playoffs uh, last year. Okay. And then this I misinterpreted year they did it again. Okay. I think, because I think they've been shit for a long time in the first movie, if I remember correctly. I don't know. And then Dougie left and they regressed to yeah. being absolutely fucking trash. <laughs> they once lose again. Their chemistry, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so maybe it wasn't as big a gripe as I, maybe I built it up in my head. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you're the problem. Yeah, I feel like you ruined it for yourself, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I'm glad therapy works this time, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, it's Kane. So we thought about him going to work at the insurance place and then like his coworker who was a bit of a weird dude. And then there's like the one moment when he quits and it gets like real weird. Like I was like, is this <laughs> oh, guy going to, yeah. is this guy going to like what? kill like, himself? Like Jay loved oh. And then I was <laughs> like, oh no, he's doing some autoerotic affixing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, but it was like, it really got to like, if you, it really doesn't really flesh that out. Like if you don't know, like you could be just like, this guy is going to kill himself, which is oh, like, no. I think it'd be weird to be on the internet these days and not know what autoerotic asphyxiation is because it's one of the easiest jokes to make. I don't know. I, I, I'd find it strange if you didn't know what that was and you were watching this movie. That's a really yeah. weird cross crossover of worlds. If you were someone... I would admit it took to me a little this. bit. It took me a little bit. I was like, <laughs> himself? Oh, no, wait, no. Okay. I'll... <laughs> oh, poor sweet innocent boys. Oh, poor sweet, sweet boys. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I do have to say though, Debbie, I'm glad I'm glad we like I think we've been talking about this for a long, long time. I think you did say to us at the start we're gonna watch Goon 2. And I was like, yeah, whatever. But yeah, I, I think I enjoyed this more. I know we liked Goon. I think I really liked this movie. Um it's really nice to see a movie with like a lot of care for its characters and a lot of care for its story. Yeah. And they didn't just make it as a cash grab sort of thing. Yeah. They put time and effort into the the story, so yeah, 100%. Not so much the jokes, but the story, yes. <laughs> I don't know, I disagree with you guys on that. I found the jokes very I funny. The jokes were quite funny, yeah. Oh, some yeah. of them were good, yeah. It's just oh, look at him some of them you were like now. Jay Barish, you were just like, that got a bit too Barishel for me. But for <laughs> the, there's like a thing, it's like, good, 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 Jay Barishel <laughs> above the yeah. line. <laughs> I don't know. I liked that the guys at the alley kept pissing on the window specifically. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> He's got a whole alley to choose from, they just go there. <laughs> The handjobs start early. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did see that one blooper of Doug going, 
You get it, dude. <laughs> to the guy giving the handle, like, go for it, man. <laughs> That's a great Doug move. <laughs> yeah, Doug as a character is very hard not to love. Yeah. Yeah. I like that he's clearly not very intelligent. That's his whole the whole point of him. But they don't. It's not an insult. No. Like that never is it used as a way to detract from his character, or mm. no one throws that back in his face. Mm. That he's not very intelligent. It's always used for good, and yes. everyone accepts it. And I thought they did a good like they could have gone down the road. It's like he 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 can't play hockey anymore, but he can't do anything else. It's like no, he did get another job. He was doing fine. It just wasn't yeah. his life. Like that wasn't the life he wanted. They could have very easily been like, yeah, all he can do is play hockey. He's too dumb. He can't get another job. But no, that's not part of it. That's not the point. And I really enjoyed that. It's like yeah, he just got a job in insurance. It just wasn't for him. Like, He's got a lot mm. of documents that he has to sort through. There's a, a lot, lot of calls incoming. A lot of, of calls incoming and outgoing. <laughs> so many documents. What's in the bag? It's like documents. It's like this big <laughs> duffel bag. I love, I love that scene where he's lying to her. And she, it's just like, it's so great because he's so earnest. So it's so fucking obvious to everyone in that room that doesn't, he's not going to an insurance carnival. Carnival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. at that insurance carnival. I also really like when like, she's like complaining to her friend and she's just like, he can't, comes home smelling like hot dogs. Why does he need to lie to me about eating hot dogs? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you smell like hot dogs? Have we talked? I loved her friend. I thought her friend was fucking hilarious. (laughs) Everything she was saying was just like cackling at her. It's great. And she's like, like, seems a bit like out there and crazy, but then she's the one who has to kind of explain, like, make it seem like the wife is like question what the wife wants and like what he wants. Like, it's kind of like, oh wow, where's this clarity is coming from? This character, interesting. (laughs) I was on the I was on the wife's side for all of it. I mean, fuck, man, your wife's pregnant. Like, dude, give her a bit more, like, time, effort, and help. <laughs> Don't lie to her was my biggest gripe. was, like, mm. she's clearly shown that she's supportive of you. Yeah. And all she wants of you is to be happy and healthy. Oh, and so she will help you find a way to be both. Yeah. Like, mm. she's demonstrated that throughout both movies, that she will help you. But you're just lying to her face. <laughs> But that's a great part of Doug's character because he's not lying to be deceitful. He's just lying because he's not smart enough to recognize what he should do. It's great. I think that's really yeah, well Yeah, he written, thinks he's, by lying to her, he's like saving, scaring her, her yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is like, no, yeah. that's not how that works. No. But I'm glad you came back, Demi. I'm glad we finished this culmination of a story. <laughs> Thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a good mm-hmm. sports story. Yeah. Can't wait for Goon 3. Uh, there's back no good three, but I already have other sports movies in mind that I can come back to if you want me to. Oh, yes. Moneyball. Fuck yeah. Zach's <laughs> oh. favourite film of all time. So good. It's such a great movie. Oh, my God. Uh, I've not spoken to anyone about Moneyball that have gone, yeah, it's good. I don't know. It's, it's great. <laughs> anyway. Zach loves Moneyball. We should put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> I think so, yes. Um, so, yeah, uh, thanks again for showing us uh, Goon 2. Now we're going to move into the part of the show where we all talk about what we've been watching this week. What has, uh, what our, what has graced our eyes? What has uh, kept our finger away from the remote? I don't, I don't know if I've used a remote in so long. <laughs> How do you turn um, your TV on? I don't. <laughs> turn my computer on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been watching a whole lot of old, old Doctor Who. It's been really nice. So I've started on the third Doctor because I can't do black and white very well. It seems like the quality of those that, that show before it was in colour 
it's too much. I, I just couldn't. I was like, yeah, this is not anything. Then you get into the color stuff, but I was like, this is really fun. And it's really, really interesting to see how much of the very old Doctor Who is reflected in the new Doctor Who. Um, I'm only talking up to uh, Matt Smith because as I think I've said before, I just, I can't watch past, I can't watch Capaldi. I don't know why. And anything past that, I just can't get it. I can't get through. But there's a really, really satisfying thing for me where a lot of the Doctor's character is pretty consistent. The Master seems pretty consistent. The uh, Daleks and the Cybermen, all that shit seems like it was carried over pretty good. But it is such a janky show and the costumes are the worst and it's so <laughs> nice to see them because so obviously they're all just cardboard and spray paint and it's the best. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Um, so if anyone's got BritBox, it's not a bad thing to have on because I also like the format for the, the old Doctor Who because they used to do it as serials so it would be like six 20-minute episodes would make up one continuous story and then the Doctor would move on to the next thing. And I really like that as a format. I, I, I think I'd like to... I think, like, a couple... You could probably call, like, a couple different shows these days do that. Like, Luther is almost like that, where it's, like, three serialised episodes make up a season, and that's just the season. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. It's all there. Brickbox has got some really cool shit. If you like British shows, fuck yeah. Um, and I've been watching various anime garbage. I think I talked about Sunny Boy last week, which is a show that keeps doing my head in. Because I don't know if I should keep watching it, but it keeps doing just interesting shit that keeps making go. I could keep watching it, but it's lied to me so much. <laughs> I don't know. You've been burned before. Yeah, and I also watched the trailer this morning for mm. Will of Time, the show, which I do want to talk about. But I'll wait. I'll wait. That comes out in November, so <laughs> I'll watch see it if all. Anyone first. likes that show before I talk about it? Because damn, I've got some thoughts about Will of Time. And I think I've talked about it before, but I know that show is going to stab me in the heart. <laughs> it's just going to betray me so bad. <laughs> and I, for one, are looking forward to it because you continually bring up Artemis Fail. This over is not and over again. This is not a kid's novel, dude. <laughs> this is not some bullshit light action young adult crap. This is a real fantasy series, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> With okay. real characters. That you read when you were a kid. Uh,. I don't think I did, actually. I think I read, like, two of the books when I was a kid and a teenager, and I read most of them when I was, like, an adult, which was good because there's so much, like, sexual tension and shit in there. I think <laughs> if I read it as a kid, that would have shaped a lot of my... <laughs> a lot of who I was. <laughs> oh, fuck. Sorry. Uh, that's my spiel. Anyway. <laughs> Morgan, what have you been watching? Oh, just uh, not too much. Just because uh, I'm getting pretty hyped. We've been re-watching the... Uh... Started with the Raimi Spider-Man. We watched we watched Spider-Man two. Mm-hmm. Gonna then gonna rewatch Amazing. Probably won't. We watched the Marvel ones a couple months ago, so I probably won't rewatch them. But like getting pretty hyped, and I was like, I haven't watched like the Raimi Spider-Man in forever. So mm. that's been fun watching those. Uh, definitely recommend. Are you doing three? Oh, we'll do three <laughs> just to complete the experience. But you know, it's gonna be great. Toe for Grace. And... You've got to watch them all. You've got to complete the franchise. Yeah. We talked about this at the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't stop. Even if I know what I'm getting into and that it's bad, like I will do it. Um, watched so in the way of sports movies. Um, yesterday watched Stick It, which is a gymnastics movie because in honor of the uh, Olympics, we kind of got into the gymnastics. And then Alana was like, "Have you seen Stick It?" And I was like, "No." It stars the girl who plays the love interest in Reaper, Zach. Um, that's all. I that's the only thing I can really tell you. She's cool. Jeff Bridges is the gymnastics coach in it. It's actually I didn't mind it. It was pretty interesting. 
Um, if you got into uh, gymnastics at the Olympics, definitely check it out. <laughs> I love that you can, like, I'm pretty sure only you and I know what Reaper is, yeah. but I really love how much that's stuck. <laughs> I love Reaper. I should do it. We should do a rewatch soon. <laughs> yeah, we fucking should. I loved that show. It was very fun. Yeah. Um, in line with Zach. So he's watching the original, but I, I, we'd started watching just the, um, the reboot of Doctor Who. So we've, uh, been working our way through Chris Eccleston at the moment. He's good, isn't he? Oh, he, was, he was great. Yeah. It was very enjoyable to watch. I think, yeah, just, you know, just because I know it gets there, it's like some of the costuming and some of the effects is a bit like, oof, it's aged. But, you know, like, that's fine. It's it's all part of the charm. And, um, yeah, he's he's really good. Some of the writing, though, is like, wow, this is even at the, like, just like just the normal dialogue, like the storylines and the plot points are great, but just some of the dialogue is like, why would they say that? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's good fun. Um, I've also started this. I haven't meant, didn't think I mentioned this last time. Rewatch of Always Sunny in Philly, which is good fun. Um, love watching uh, crap people do crap things. Uh, <laughs> such a vibe. Oh yeah, so good. Holy shit, man. Um, the other thing I probably want, only want to talk about is uh, dropped this week, three episodes on Disney+, Plus. the rest are coming out weekly, Only Murders in the Building, which is the uh, mm. Steve Martin, Martin Short and Selena Gomez m- true crime comedy drama murder show on oh, Disney+. Plus. Um, such a weird collection of descriptions. Yeah. Yeah, and like I didn't know what to expect, and then I went in. I'm like, this is it's it's more it's got some comedy, but it's got some more drama than I expected. It's got a bit of mm. it's very interesting, um, and it's like heavily they're trying to make a pod a true crime podcast, and I find that very enjoyable as well. Cause, <laughs> podcasting, mm, okay. so that's uh, yeah, it's very uh, <laughs> only three episodes out, but I thought it was uh, interesting and uh, enough to keep me hooked. So yeah, that's what uh, I've been onto this week, and uh, of course, you know, Survivor and Bachelor finished, but let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Survivor but, is uh, finale this week, Morgan. Morgan, uh, I appreciate. I'm so behind on Survivor. So I appreciate behind. that none of you are going to talk about reality TV to me right now. That's so nice. It's mostly it's mostly for the sake of uh, Demi, who I don't I don't know what she watches, so I don't want to. <laughs> I I every year I start watching Survivor, and I get like three episodes in, and then for whatever reason I just not not three episodes like six episodes in. And I just stop. Like, I just forget that it's on. <laughs> and it, I'm so mad at myself because I love it so much. It's very Damn funny. It. <laughs> it's, all right, it's all right. You're not missing much. It's very heavily produced this year. I'm feel, I, like, I, I, I feel like anyone who deserved to be the sole survivor has been eliminated. And, like, half the people left Aww. have all been eliminated at some point. And they've just been miraculously brought back. And I oh, think good. that's a bit love shit. That. So I wouldn't bother catching up this season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling it now. Haley's going to win. Uh, that's just me. Um, Alex, what have you what have you been gracing your eyeballs with? I also watched Only Murders in the Building. I really liked it. I, uh, yeah, you you enjoying it? Yeah. It, it, I like their dynamic, Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short. Oh, I like their good, dynamic. Good. Really good. But what really impressed me was that Selena Gomez really takes it to them. Like those two can be really quite loud and bombastic and Steve Martin's a bit more subdued. But Selena really, you know, rises to their level. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know that you could act that good. <laughs> so I was like, this is, uh, this is good. I was really surprised. Uh, but she's really good in it. Um, I started uh, Vigil, which is a uh, murder mystery on a submarine. Uh, it's a British uh, show made by the people who made Line of Duty, Morgan. Uh, mm, so okay. you might get in on that once you've uh, done your Line of Duty-ness. 
it's it's all right. I've seen uh, what two episodes now. It's um, it's it's all right. It's it's keeping my attention. Uh, I didn't think being trapped in a submarine would be all that interesting, but uh, I'm enjoying it. What else? And finally, on Paramount Plus, because uh, I paid for a month of that. Of course you did. Yeah, I'm not going to anymore, but I don't what think. But anyway, Paramount? no, you got to keep it. You got to keep it for the JoJo Siwa movie, Alex. Oh well, okay. In that case, in that case, I must keep it. Then the Dexter uh, revival series will be on there as well. So oh. uh, <laughs> and that's dropping in November. So uh, no, I watched uh, Two Weeks to Live, is the name of the the show, and it follows Maisie Williams. I know Zach. Uh, just the mention of Game of Thrones sends you into real shudders. But she's she really Arya Stark. Right uh, she's Arya Stark in Game of Thrones. I know. I know who Maisie Williams is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. I'm just glad. I'm glad. Uh, she's also been in Doctor Who as well. Uh, keep up. Um, is she? Oh, yeah, she has. Okay. Uh, or maybe you haven't seen those episodes. Uh, it's definitely after Matt Smith, so he hasn't. Seen oh, it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, how about you pay attention to your friends for once, not? <laughs> and uh, it's about um, she's been living off the grid and. She's never been exposed to the internet before and decides to venture out a little bit Amish-like. And then some people play a prank on her that there's only two weeks until the world's going to end. And then so she then uh, goes to this guy's house and ends up killing him. And you've got to try and find out why did she kill the guy. Well, there's a lot going on. (laughs) Surely you've just told us why she killed the guy. Oh, well, she thinks that there's two weeks to live. But what was her motive to kill Kill the the guy? guy. Was it just random or was it like, you know... Was it just random, or did she actually, you know, yeah. So it was interesting. Six parts, 24 minutes an episode, so you can really sort of, you know, blitz through it pretty fairly quickly. Uh, it was it was nice. They they did the thing that annoys me where they set up a sequel, which I don't know if it will come uh, next season. I don't know. But uh, they do that thing where they leave the door ajar for more story. <laughs> but that's pretty much me. It's always interesting when they do that, and you're like, I don't know what they're going to do next season. Like, I'm talking... Um, I don't, the episode won't have come out yet, but I, I've talked about uh, White Lotus, which is a great new show mm-hmm. that's out that I watched. And then it ended. And then I know there's a season two, but I'm like, I don't know what season two is going to be. Like everything, like everyone's gone on. Like the stories are always like, I guess I'll watch it. But like clearly the stuff, some of the stuff I liked about this season is not going to be in next season, which is mm-hmm. wild. So maybe it might be an anthology. Who knows? But yeah, it is weird when they do stuff like that. Mm. Demi, what have you been watching in like you've you, you don't come on this podcast. So what have you been watching over <laughs> since the last time you were on? You've got a wide um, range. <laughs> you want me to go through what two years of just the highlights? Of <laughs> if you haven't kept an itemized list, <laughs> like some people who have been guests on this podcast, unbelievable. I know. Now, um, Puberty Blues dropped on Netflix recently, so <laughs> I've been watching that, which I'm just. I watched the first season on television. Well, I rewatched that. Um, I'm just so impressed by how much that movie, that show feels like it's actually from the 70s. Like everything about it just makes me feel like I am in that time era, that era. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. I did forget how, unfortunately, uh, rapey that oh. that show is, which may or may not be, you know, True to the times, but it's still very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Also, watching a lot of Bob's Burgers. Oh, yes. very good, very good. Bob's Burgers is so good. <laughs> Demi, yes, huge, huge. Has Bob's oh, Burgers ended, show. or are they still making it? I don't. No, it's still going. Still going. And they yeah. oh, good. new episodes on Disney Plus 
every week. Oh, I should they catch have up. An amazing fan base as well. Did, did you have you yeah. seen that episode where they just got a bunch of fans to submit little segments yeah. of the episode? I really like that one. That's a really I, nice. It was hard for me to watch. I appreciated it all. Yeah. But it was very jarring. No, yeah. Because it, it was only like it was like really really short sections of the yeah, artwork before it jumped like into the next one. I was like, five I don't. Seconds. Yeah. 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 But well done. Oh, it's cool. Kudos. Great show. Great show. <laughs> so good. Demi, do you like the episode where they all go to Mr. Fishhoder's house and have a water balloon fight? Yes, I do. That's such Quite a fun. Great... <laughs> it's such a good time. It's so awesome. I love that show. Just if we're uh, just what we're talking about animated shows, um, I don't know if anyone watches Rick and Morty, but they did drop just a little live action teaser for Rick and Morty. They with... did. Uh, uh, Dr. Emmett Brown or Christopher Lloyd playing Rick. Um, and one of the kids from it is playing Morty. I don't know if it, I haven't looked into it too much. I don't know if it's a quick short or if they're actually doing a live action series, but I don't know if you're into Rick and Morty, that's something you can check out. Uh, I've Mm. need to catch up. I've fallen behind on Rick and Morty, so I need to catch back up, but that's fun. Live action. Mm. That's interesting. And, um, unfortunately just, uh, pray for us here in Australia. We are still unable to see Shang-Chi, which is a, Really, actually, really sad. That movie looks amazing. Um, it does. So, yeah, one day we'll be free, I guess. <laughs> Until then, uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Zach and Alex, and mostly thank you, Demi, for coming on today and uh, continuing the journey you started with us uh, two <laughs> a year or two ago. I don't, it's been a while. <laughs> we were allowed to do it in person, so it was probably two years ago. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, fingers crossed, next time you come on, we will be in the studio again. That's that's the dream. Uh, so, yeah, until next time, uh, see you then. And uh, if you haven't, go watch the uh, Goon franchise. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is good. It is a good time. This has been a Sparky Trap Radio production. For more Spiky Trap Radio content, please head to spikytrap.com.